Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's show, I am so delighted to be joined by a friend of mine, Todd Birch. Todd and I met through a connection, mutual connection, Matt Soulful, and we are local Akron, Ohio business owners. So Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. It's always good to see you and always enjoy our time together. So for those that don't know about you and your awesome marketing agency, Evolve, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself, your business, and your career? Sure, absolutely. So I guess about myself, real just real quick, 27 years in the business, I'm a traditional graphic designer with Akron U. I jumped on the internet bandwagon, if you will, and never got off. So my whole career has been devoted to website design development and digital marketing, all the pieces that run alongside that, SEO, pay-per-click, email, social media. Uh, and then in 2009, I started my own business, Evolve Marketing. And so we'll be approaching 13 years here next month. And so we focus on small to mid-sized businesses, uh, all kinds of industries, heavy in the nonprofit sector, and we help them grow their business. So that, that's really kind of the, the motive of our whole business model is growth, both internally and externally. Yeah, congratulations, 13 years. That's no small feat. I know you're in rarefied air in that as far as a small business ownership. I know uh, well, for those of you that are listening in and can't see the podcast, I have much more gray hair in my head than Todd does. So he's doing definitely something right, but he's, he's showing me a spoon man chew and it does, those gray hairs start to come into your beard. You're like, hey, what the hell is that? Yeah, First they're gnarly too. Yeah, they are. They are. But I know one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show before I get into kind of the, the line of questions we had scheduled is you're doing a lot of work around helping employers recruit and find talent through all the things you just mentioned, social media, digital. Can you, can you share a little bit about what you're doing and how you're helping employers do that? Yeah, John, it's been really interesting. And this has been really since the pandemic, but it excelled this past year quite a bit. Obviously with the great res resignation, if you will, um, you know, people are, are leaving businesses left and right, um, looking at the, the grass is greener on the other side and everybody is fighting for talent. We're all fighting for the same talent, every industry. So what HR folks are realizing is that their traditional methods of putting a job posting on Indeed or Career Builder or whatever the, the flavor is of the month is, is just not suffice. It's not working. Um, and they need to do some other things, be creative. So what we're helping them do is really look at kind of a traditional marketing strategy and plan and, and putting some pay-per-click ads in place where it makes sense based on the uh, demographics, you know, the job, the role, the people that they're looking for, and obviously, you know, the region that they're looking to, to hire them in. So um, that could be Facebook, Google, YouTube, you know, really, really depends. Um, and another piece of that is being able to tell more of a story. What we're realizing is that, you know, everybody has a website now and uh, it's mobile friendly and it's great and it sells products and services, but it really doesn't tell the culture piece, you know, our why, our story. 
Um, it's a little about us, right? Everybody has mission and vision and maybe history and staff and, that, and that's fine, but it really doesn't tell somebody why they should work at your organization. So we're creating a lot of microsites. And if you're not familiar, it's just kind of a one-off page, you know, it could be on your existing website or maybe it's a separate domain, but we can drive people to that and tell a very, very isolated narrative focused on why it's such a, a great place to work. Testimonials, videos from, you know, current employees and uh, promoting all the, the benefits and, and all the great, the great things that you do for the community. So that's, that's been a, a big trend that I've seen in the past two years. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. So I think the HR folks are really gonna have to step up and either collaborate with their internal marketing teams or potentially hire an agency like ours to, to help them out. It's been fun, it's been a fun, it's different. It's a different way to market for sure, but uh, I enjoy it. I think the stories are the most compelling. The most interesting podcast I hear or presentations I go to, or you see a comedian or whatever the case might be, or they're just great storytellers. And I think having that great content to tell the story is there oftentimes with these employers. They just haven't found a way to harness it or articulate in a way that's clear and concise. And because it is the HR Like a Boss podcast, I can't resist the quick plug to the the book is getting close to being done. I'll just let everybody know. So it should be in 2022. We'll have that thing published. But one of the number one things that came out of writing the book was ensuring that your company has a purposeful commitment, that you're committed to your why, not so much even a mission. A mission is like a beginning and an end, kind of like right. it's a very like war-based concept, in my opinion. And that's not what business is to me. What's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are your employees wanting to work here? Because more often than not, Hopefully, the ones that get that right are doing something good in the community with the money that they're making from this business. And I've seen organizations that have gotten that that right the most are nonprofits because they're started out from a why. Their foundation right. of their business and organization is structured because they want to help out children or disadvantaged youth or whatever the, the, uh, the, the, the area that they're trying to get after and support from their nonprofit. So. Well, for those of you that don't know Todd and you're struggling with your storytelling and you're not quite sure about the purpose within your company and you're not trying to find a way to attract talent, we'll make sure in the show notes and throughout the links on social media for the show, you can, you can find Todd through all means possible. All right, Todd, so let's get into the show is all about HR and HR like a boss. And the very first question that I ask every single guest is how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Yes, how would I describe it? So, so I am a small business owner and business person first who wears many hats, right? Operations, marketing, sales, business development, and HR. So I come at it, I believe, with a different perspective. Um, and I am the, the sole HR person. I don't have, you know, I don't have the ability, capacity to hire somebody for that role at this point. Um, I, I would say that the human resources role to me is somebody that is managing the entire employee experience. Um, and I've heard that term recently in, in some research I've done, and I really like that, you know, from the very beginning of recruitment all the way to the exit interview, if perhaps, you know, somebody ends up leaving, unfortunately. But it's that full cycle. So managing that cycle and creating equal and fair guidelines for everyone to follow 
and particularly now more than ever, creating a safe, welcoming, and comfortable environment for employees. You know, that's really, really important. So for me, again, looking at it from a whole different perspective, uh, that's what it's, to me, that's what human resources is all about. It's about the humans, the people. It's all about the people. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, that employee experience is, is really critical and important, and there's a really unique way. We started doing this a few years ago using the Gallup 12. It's pretty affordable to understand level of engagement from that employee population. They ask them unique questions, ones that I don't know whether it's possible to say yes to, but they do it on purpose and certainly encourage people to check that out as you're you know, trying to get people to be engaged once you have them at work, trying to ensure that they're enjoying their work time and their employee experience is good. So one of the things I think in order for you to, to be able to create a great employee experience is you got to have a culture that they line up to. And obviously we talked about the purpose. And one of the key components of our culture is what we call greatness through accountability. And I was just curious as to how you within Evolve and in your leadership role as business owner and wearing all those different hats, including HR, to me, the only way that people can grow is that they're willing to be coached and that they're willing to receive feedback. And I'm just mm -hmm. curious as to what your suggestion is on how to best receive and give constructive feedback. Yeah, you're right. First, I mean, you got to find you know the right people um, and they got to align with your core values, um, like you were saying earlier. And you know, Simon Sinek, that's a great way to start with his, with his book, understand your why and, and get everybody on the same page. Um, but in terms of getting feedback from me, you know, what we teach, and you'll hear me say this is probably several times during this podcast, is leading with empathy. Um, that is our number one rule, and everybody follows that in everything that we do, particularly leadership and HR. And with that, everything kind of falls into place. Um, you know, what we work hard to do is build trust, you know, with our, with our team, with our clients, with everybody. And that doesn't happen overnight. That takes, that takes time. Um, but once that happens, you know, you can really start to be open and honest and transparent in those conversations. Um, and that's where you get to the good stuff, right? It's, it's about meeting frequently, creating that cadence. Like you were saying before we got on the show, you have those one-on-ones with your, with your team every month. You know, we do that on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And it really depends on the person, right? Some people just need a little bit more time. And what I tell my leadership team is give them the time that they need. This is not a one size shoe fits all. Every person is unique. And that's, it goes back to, I think the, the foundation, and I heard this on one of your um, other shows with, with other guest speakers was just taking the time to get to know your employees. The more you know their, your employees and what their livelihood is like, what their, their home life is like, everybody is dealing with something and people deal with different things in a different way. And right now we're living in you know, crazy times. So leading with empathy is really the best way to go. And so when you do all those things, the feedback is easy because you're having frequent conversations and helping that person grow. And they're gonna give you that honest feedback. You're building that rapport and that, that trust. So really leading with empathy and then building trust. Yeah, that relationship building, the ability to be able to create that safe space to hear people 
honestly and genuinely and, and put yourself in their shoes to then also say, hey, by the way, I observed you doing this or had this same experience several years ago and this is how I navigated through it. Just kind of working through that conversation. That's, that's a great way that trust is so important. And I know a lot of people that are probably listening also trust Brene Brown. Brene Brown is referenced quite a bit in the field of HR and business management, et cetera. And she has this clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And I'm just curious as to an experience you might've experienced from a leadership standpoint in establishing clarity, right? For the most important aspects of your business, or maybe in the case of some of your customers' business, because you're all about branding and communication. What, what is that tactic that you use to be clear and to get clarity? Yeah, I, I love that when I saw that question. Um, I'm, I'm gonna hold on to that one for a while, put that in my journal. Um, you know, clarity is, is everything. Um, you gotta have clarity within your business. So for us, one of the best things we ever did was, we again, going back through Simon's book and, and really establishing your why, establishing your core values, your mission, your vision, but it goes a step further and you have to, you have to make sure that everybody understands that. You can't make that assumption. And I think one of the things that I've learned in the past is, well, I'm the owner and you know, we'll have a, a couple of meetings a, a year talking about our, our strategic you know, vision for the year. And I'm assuming that everybody's grasping that and hold, holding on to that throughout the year. But if you don't, if you don't repeat that several times, people don't get it. So you have to constantly be not, you know, pushing it down people's throats, but it has to be part of that conversation and everything that you do. So it then becomes clear. Um, and I often ask my, my leadership team when they talk with their direct reports to ask them, you know, what is our mission? What is our vision? Do you understand why we're doing this? And it's one of the questions we ask in kind of our employee surveys. You know, do you understand why you're here and what what our goals are? Because um, if 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 not everybody is on the same plane, right? If we're not rowing in the same direction, then there's going to be there's going to be conflict and there's going to be issues. So clarity is is really the best way to go. Um, you know, both in understanding again that where the business is is going and and what our why is and what we're doing, but also each and each person's each employee's mission. What is their mission? What is their vision? What's their role? That's got to be crystal clear. They got to have a path. Um, I listen a lot to entree leadership, and, and they talk about this all the time. You know, the better the better that path is, and, and the expectations are set, people will follow that. They will grow. They want to grow. But if it's murky, and there's you know not a, a nice line in the sand, they just they'll just falter, and then they'll end up leaving. So it all, it does, clarity is, it's huge, but it, it does take time and it has to be intentional. You have to be aware of it. It's easy to forget. I, I'm, I'm one, I, I've learned. Yeah. And if you ever found yourself, Todd, I'm sure maybe the listeners have ever questioning, why am I doing this? And whatever this is, why am I doing this? And one of the last things we want to do is have our employees ask themselves that question and not have a clear response to it. Yep. They should know what their role is, how it fits in with the organization, what the downward impact of it to the community is and to the business and to other employees. That messaging is consistent. And it has to start at the top and then obviously getting Triple support down. from your leadership team and their managers and communication. Yep. And so speaking of support, 
uh, we have this podcast is sponsored by my firm, Willery, and I want to take a quick moment awkwardly to share a quick plug for my own business because uh, thanks to Lizzie and Bridget, who behind the scenes helped put this podcast on amongst a variety of other things that they do at Willery, uh, we would not have this show without them. So thank you to our sponsor, uh, Willery. We've supported the formation and, and continue to uh, provide resources when it comes to this podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focusing, focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staffing services, along with a unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. So if you're struggling to find talent for your HR and payroll teams, or you're not getting the return on your investment in your HR technology, please visit willery.com to learn more. They do okay? Yes. You guys do great work. I would highly recommend checking out Willery. Thank you, Todd. I didn't pay it's you for cool that. cool name, too. You yeah, tell, yeah, yeah. Tell them about the name. Will and Mallory. Yeah, they just they just got home from school not too long ago. And the real rationale behind it was I had to figure out a name of a business that would compel my wife to say, yes, go ahead and start a company <laughs> in the middle of the great uh, recession back, oh, gosh, 10, 11, 12 years ago. And this was the one that got her. She's like, oh my gosh, I name it after the kids. I want to create a legacy for my family. And the, there was a lot of good why behind it from a family standpoint for us. Yeah. And what a great reminder every day why you're doing all this. the time. Yeah, you can't. And, and, and luckily, luckily, my employees have embraced it. The team members that have joined it have really taken an interest in them. I don't think my kids realize that enough, mm -hmm. especially now because they don't get to see them as often as we did in the past. Right. And so, too, as the community, the community has really embraced us as a firm in, in our discipline in HR. And I just feel so blessed and fortunate. And you get me choked up here, Todd. I'm get back to the next question. That's yes. not what the show is all about. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, thank you very much. All right. So one, one of the opening parts of the book, uh, HR, like, HR Like a Boss, is this idea of human resources being surprised when they hear someone say, I hate HR. And this goes back to the very first time I presented on HR like a boss many years ago at Kent State University. And I researched this, I hate HR. And oh my gosh, I got I don't know how many millions of hits on the Google search. I was like, and there were images everywhere. And I pulled this, this slide right out of another image that I saw and put it up there. And the reaction that I got in that crowd, I was surprised by. So how do you feel that HR can break down the stigma of I hate HR? Yeah, that was interesting when I when I read that question. Um, you know, for a long time as a business owner, I hated HR. Um, I hated HR as in doing HR, right? So I already had so many other hats. It was one more hat that I had to wear. Uh, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't fun. Um, and it wasn't until, I don't know, several years into the business, and I'm not sure what the milestone was that really made me change gears, but it was something. And I realized that I needed to make some changes. So I invested a year into just learning as much as I could about HR, um, ended up investing in Bamboo HR, um, which... I don't get any anything for it, but is amazing piece of software. It changed the way that I think about HR and how we run our business. So from again, start to finish, from recruitment 
ATS system all the way down through an exit interview um, that manages all of that. So having a nice piece of software to assist and have everything in one place, uh, and then to really see the benefits of me embracing it and how it, it helped us grow our business, helped us find more of the right people and helped us keep people longer. I saw, I saw the benefits. Um, and then I ended up loving HR. I asked you to be on this show. So, you know, here's a marketing design guy who wants to talk about his passion for HR. And uh, it is, it is really, really important from a large business to a, a mid-sized business to a small business like ours. You know, if you're the, the sole owner of a business and you haven't embraced it, you're missing out because it will, it will change your business. So I appreciate it. Um, I never really, I don't say understood it, but working at other jobs, you know, I had, there was an HR person or two and they were the ones that, you know, whatever upheld the handbook, you know, or you saw them walking somebody out. So it was always the negative things that you see. So I think that's why there's that stigma is, you know, they're really, moving the needle with the business. I don't think, under, I don't think people understand how important their role is um, and how, how big of a leadership role it is. And I think if they can just be more people oriented, and I hate to, to say that, but I mean that in a way of, you know, you can still go out to lunch and, and if the team's going out for a drink, you can still do those things and be in HR, right? Um, as, as long as you know that, that line in the sand, and just get to know your people on a different level. Um, just because you're in HR doesn't mean you have to have that, that fence that guards you. And I think for me and, and my past experiences, I think that's what it was. And I think that's why there's a stigma. It's just, you only see the negative pieces or the handbook changes and you know, these guidelines. It's never about really why they're doing it um, or asking for feedback, you know, making it more of the employee experience. You know, everything we do, we, we get everybody involved. It's not just one person making all these decisions. What's best for everybody that's in the business right now? And then they get buy-in. It's, it's not really HR. It's just, these are kind of the guidelines that tie right into the core values. So it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but it makes it a lot easier. Now, I love that response. It's really cool. It kind of sounds like you went through this process as far as what about it did you not like and then it seemed like you, you you educated yourself through reading and talking to others and getting some experiences as to this thing you were struggling with I give you a ton of credit for running toward that as opposed to running away from it and then you were lucky to stumble upon some technology to help you streamline it it sounds like it, it made it yeah. easier and then now now it's some of the stuff probably didn't like the systems may be taking care of it and you're more educated on it and you see the power of when you do it the right way how much better and easier the whole experience is for everyone not just your employees but yourself your community your customers right. it's really really powerful and that that's the genesis for writing the book and hopefully giving some tools and resources out there to the hr community about what they could be doing differently i think in this particular episode there's this branding theme that's happening the brand that your employer is giving you what is that purpose that mission that vision and how are you communicating that out into the world to help and support them what's the brand that you as hr are providing to are you promoting that stigma is the only time people see you when you have that pink slip in your hand or you're walking somebody out with their 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 computer in your hand 
we don't want that. We have to we have to recognize that the behind the scenes and in the front in the front of the scene environment that we're establishing for our brand. So who better to talk about that than a, a marketing guy? And I got I got to, after after the show we got to talk about my mom got her associate's degree in graphic design from the University of Akron. So I knew there was a reason why. Yeah, we have this that, connection. That we have this unique connection. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Hey, I'm going to get you out of here on this. It's my last question and one that I love. I'm curious, how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? Uh, I think, again, I think it just goes back to being a great leader, being a people person, somebody that leads with empathy, that gets to know their people, takes the time, has the passion, and is all about you know, moving the business in the right direction and growing people. Uh, I know that's, that was a lot. Uh, I think in order to, to really do this like a boss, it takes, it takes a lot of different aspects to be a great HR person um, or really any leader, right? It's not an easy task, especially in this day and age. Being a leader is not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that, that's one of the main components in having gone through the exercise of writing all this down there's a lot there to do the job well and i mm-hmm. think sometimes it that's what contributes to it being challenging at times there's just a lot there's a lot to ask someone to do on a consistent basis and it takes someone you mentioned this before in one of the previous questions about putting the human back in human resources we've, mm-hmm. we've distanced ourselves at times so much to some of the tactical things that maybe you put that guard up or the fence as you described it in those relationships. And I, and I think that's a mistake that is made that you have to be real and genuine and trustworthy back to your point. And you, you mentioned a couple of things, Todd, I want to recap for the show. You ended with lead. I think that's a great example. I, I, I'll never forget listening to Jarvis Landry, one of my beloved Browns, who I'm not sure he's going to be on the Browns anymore because his contract is not as friendly, but he, I remember him just yelling that on the sidelines, lead, lead, lead. And sometimes when you lead, it's not sometimes all the time. It's not about you. It's not about you at all. It's about right. everybody else. And that's sometimes hard to take that selfless approach. Yes. You also talked about the ability to, to provide consistent communication on your why, not just for an employer, but for the employee, for, they, for them to understand why they're here and how they connect to the why of the business or organization. You also talked about something that I haven't had a guest bring up, and we've been studying that quite a bit at Willery, is about meeting cadence. It's the importance of having consistent meeting cadence, hopefully not too many of them, mm-hmm. but consistent meeting cadence with your employees and your organizational teams, whether it be sales department, marketing department, HR department, firm-wide, those meetings have to have a consistency to them and they have to be uh, also at a cadence that's regular that people are used to. Your lead by, lead by example, lead with empathy is a powerful thing. I know it's, it's something that helps people build trust to then provide this really great employee experience, which is really the purpose for HR, as Todd Birch would tell you. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, John. You summed that up perfectly. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.